0: Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. We pray you are encouraged by this message. For more info, notes, or other messages, download the Overflow Church app or visit our website, overflowdfw.com. All right, right, Luke chapter 8. We've shared this story before. We're we're continuing our series uh, today called Virtue, and we're talking really about the virtues of believers, the virtues of God. We're talking about viewpoints, all these things, but there's a story that I want to share today, and uh, you'll know why we tied it into the series today um, here in just a few moments. It says this, when Jesus returned to Galilee, the crowds were overjoyed for they had been waiting for him to arrive. I mean, you've ever been that before. You were waiting, you were excited, you're waiting for something to happen. Man, th- this crowd was prime ready for Jesus to show up. Just then, a man named Jairus, the leader of a local Jewish synagogue, fell before Jesus' feet. And he desperately begged him to come and heal his 12 year old daughter. Everybody say 12. It was his only child because she was at the point of death. So it's an important guy. His daughter is dying goes and gets Jesus, and he's leading Jesus. So Jesus started to go with him to his home to see her. But a large crowd surrounded him. In the crowd that day was a woman who had been suffering greatly for 12 years. Everybody say 12. From slow bleeding, even though she had spent all she had on healers or doctors, she was still suffering. Pressing through the crowd, she came up behind Jesus and touched the tassel of his prayer shawl or the hem of his robe. Instantly, everybody say instantly. Instantly, her bleeding stopped and she was healed. And Jesus suddenly stopped and said to his disciples, who touched me? Who is it? And while they denied it, Peter pointed out, master, everyone is touching you, trying to get close to you. The crowds are so thick that we can't walk around through, uh, through all these people without being jostled. And Jesus replied, yeah, 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 I know, but I felt power surge through me. Someone touched me to be healed, and they received their healing. Where are they? And when the woman realized that she couldn't hide any longer, oh, she came and fell trembling at Jesus' feet. And before the entire crowd, she declared, I was desperate to touch you. Jesus, for I knew if I could just touch the fringe of your robe, I would be healed. And Jesus responded, Beloved daughter, beloved daughter, Daughter, your faith in me has released your healing. You may go in peace. Now, I love the story of this woman because she, she, she wasn't who Jesus was coming for, but she went for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Jesus, Jesus wasn't planning on healing this woman on his, on his way to where he was going, but this woman interrupted Jesus. And I love that she had the courage to do that. But you've got to understand about this woman, she had a lot of issues. I mean, she had issues upon issues. She had, first of all, the physical issue that says that she had suffered uh, with an issue of blood. And the issue of blood was basically, it was a woman issue. She was hemorrhaging for 12 years. 12 years. So we know that she had physical issues. The next thing that we know is is that she had financial issues. It said that she was broke because of these issues. She had spent all her money on doctors. She went to this doctor and that doctor. She got this report and that report. She wasted all her money on, uh, this translation said, healers. And she was broke. And the third thing that we know about this woman is that she had mental and emotional issues. Now, the scripture doesn't say this, but we can assume that because she had been in this condition for 12 years, an unclean condition, according uh, to the Mosaic law, she was a woman that could not go to worship She could not really be in public without people calling her unclean. People would disassociate themselves because they thought, hey, listen, if I touch an unclean thing, then I too become unclean. So she had all these issues. Not only was she broke, not only was she sick, but she was also mentally distraught. She was hopeless. But she heard that Jesus was coming to town. Come on. She had issue upon issue. However, she encountered grace upon grace. Jesus makes a statement. He says to her, or not to her, but he says to the crowd, he's like, who touched me? And he said this in the King James Version, it says this, that he, he said, I felt virtue come out of me. Something that was inside of me reached out and grabbed a hold of somebody. That word there is, is the word dunamis, where many translations, we use that word in other places, power. It's what we see in Acts chapter two, dunamis, dunamis is the explosive power of God. You have exousia, which is authority, which means like what a what a police officer has is exousia, and then you have dunamis, and you guys have heard me talk about this before. And dunamis is like explosive power. It's like what a, where we get the word dynamite. So Jesus is there, and he feels boom. Literally, that's what it means in the Greek. Jesus felt boom power. Who touched me? Because I felt an explosion go off, and when I did it, somebody got healed. <laughs> Come on. And so this woman gets healed. Everybody's like, who touched me? And Peter's like, Jesus, everybody is touching. He's like, yeah, but somebody touched me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know everybody touched me, but somebody like touched me. They didn't even touch my skin. They just touched my robe. I don't know about you, but, but I have issues. You're like, I know. All right. And you got issues. Right? I got issues. Right. You got them too. Everybody's got issues why we've all we've all got things going on in our life that we need to be resolved but there is a man that can resolve all of our issues in one moment and that's why at overflow church we talk about encountering the reality of Jesus because we know that all of our issues can be solved with just one moment with just one breath of Jesus with just by touching the hem of his robe if i can just touch the hem of his robe then all my issues will go away so how do, does one encounter the virtue of Jesus? How does one encounter the power of Jesus? Well, first of all, you've got to take the risk. You've got to take the risk. This woman was risky. She had to leave the comfort of her home, the safety of her home. Here she was for 12 years, living in this house, safe. If she left the house, somebody might call her unclean. She might deal with scrutiny or shame. Someone might start accusing her. What do you think? Come out here. Don't you know you can make me unclean? She risked all that it was awkward and then at the end of the day it might not work I mean she had already spent all of her money on doctors I mean what if this doesn't work also what if this is just another disappointment along my line of disappointments but she took the risk anyway she said I'll go to town I heard Jesus is here I'll risk it for the biscuit let's do it so she took a risk listen beloved if you're going to encounter him you got to take the risk We've made it so easy for the people to encounter the Lord, right? We, we do an altar time where we're like, just, you know, give us a, a raise your hand. You know, we don't want to embarrass her. Or just wink at me. Or just say this prayer. We've, we try to make it easy and, and comfortable to people. But normally we will not encounter the Lord if we're just doing it according to our comfort. That leads us to point two. Point two is this. Is that she had to press through. She had to press through. Now It's interesting that she touched the hem of his garment, the bottom of his robe. She didn't touch his arm or his shoulder or his head. Why? Because this woman was down on the ground, crawling, gripping, pressing through the crowd. If I could just get to Jesus, then I'll get my healing. She thought, if I could. Not only did she have to leave the house, she had to press through the crowd. See, she wasn't focused on where she was at. She was focused on who she was going to. And some of you, you're never, you're never going to see breakthrough in your life because you're so focused on where you're at. Well, if I, if my situation would change, my situation would change. If my situation would change. Beloved, are you willing to press through the crowd? Are you willing to go after your miracle? Yeah, there's a miracle waiting. Sure. Absolutely. We all. How many of y'all need a miracle? I need a miracle. We all need a miracle. Are you willing to go after your miracle? Or are you just going to sit at home going, Day 2054. I'm hoping I'll be healed today. Lord, you can do it if you want to. I trust your sovereignty. God can do whatever He wants. I'm going to sit here at the house until that happens. She would not have received her miracle. Instead, she went after her miracle. Are you going after your miracle? She thought, if I could, she didn't put it on Jesus, she put it on herself. And some of you are putting your issues on the Lord, not in the sense that you're trusting Him, but you're just saying, "Lord, if You'll come according to my convenience, then it'll happen." James four eight says this: "Come near to God, and He will come near to you." So, what is He waiting? What What is the miracle? The miracle's waiting on you. You're not waiting on the miracle. Are you willing to go after your miracle? Hey, pray for me, brother. I'm believing God will do this. What are you doing? to appropriate your faith because really when we talk about going after a miracle that's what we're talking about we're talking about faith so she wasn't really trusting god's quote-unquote sovereignty or what god wanted to do He can do whatever i mean it sounds so spiritual when we say that but really what we're doing is we're expressing doubt well if god wants to do it he'll do it he'll do it god's like i want to do it will you come find me in the crowd will you leave the house will you get out of your comfort will you risk it will you come on in will you come Beloved, we don't touch Jesus with our hands. And this one everybody is touching Jesus with their hands. We touch Jesus with our faith. That's how we touch Jesus. Adam Adam Clark's commentary says it this way. Faith alone attracts and receives the energetic influence of God at all times. So good. Faith alone attracts and receives, attracts and receives the energetic influence of God at all times. God wants your faith. Are you putting your faith on display? What does your faith look like? Well, I'm just sitting around praying about it. Awesome. Do that too. What else are you doing? Are you trusting in the condition, the circumstances, or are you trusting Jesus? Because when we talk about faith, that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about trust. Simple trust. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just take him at his word, just to rest upon his promises, just to know, thus saith the Lord. Lord, I believe that I'm healed. I'm going after it. I believe in your freedom. I'm going after it. I believe for the breaking of addiction in my life. I'm going after it. So number one, take the risk. Number two, press through in faith. Number three, come clean come clean. Now, when I say come clean, I'm not, I'm not saying that you, you know, stand up in the church and go, oh, have doing all these sins. However, it does say in 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. All of it. If you'll confess. So we do need to confess in that sense. We do need to come clean to Jesus in that sense. But listen, what I mean by come clean is, I mean this is that you're saying, yeah, Jesus, it's me. Here I am. I'm coming to you fully, unashamed, believing that what you did is enough. And here was a woman that had to choose to go out of hiding. Even though she had received her miracle, she hadn't come clean yet. And Jesus wanted her to know who she was. And he wasn't like, who touched me? I can't believe that someone received a miracle today. Can you believe that? They didn't even ask me to pray for them. No, he wasn't like that. He was like, I want to know who it was that received that leave my body. I want to know who was it? Who was it? Was it you? Was it you? It was me, Jesus. It was me. Listen, you may be asking God to reveal himself to you. However, he may be asking you to reveal yourself to him. It's a good prayer. Lord, reveal yourself to me. That's great. But his prayer is this. Reveal yourself to me. Will you come clean? Will you just say, here I am. I'm available. Here's my life, Lord. Here I am. I'm the one that you touched. Here I am. I didn't just come to receive from you. I came to know you. Because at the end of the day, that's what he wants. He wants a relationship. He wants to know you. Well, I thought he knows every detail. He does, but he wants you to be in relationship and this thing called connection. He wants you to to know him that when you wake up in the morning that you're on his mind and that he's on your mind, that you're in relationship. Because we talk a lot about God coming to us. I love this story. We talked about the number 12, right? That number 12 is the number four authority, the exousia power, authority, right? Like like a police officer has. They have exousia. So this guy, a leader, a guy that operated with authority, said, Jesus, come heal my 12-year-old daughter, exousia, let's go. So he's taking Jesus to his daughter. Along the way, a woman takes her issues to Jesus. Listen, he has authority over everything we take him to or everything we bring to him. So he has, his, he has authority over it all. And so wherever, wherever you're at, take Jesus there or bring it to Jesus. Let's just get it all under his authority. And beloved, when we get there, this is what we get. Just like what this woman received. She didn't just receive her healing. I love how Jesus would her. He says this, beloved daughter. Not just daughter, not just beloved. He said, beloved, the one that I love daughter, I'll take you. Everybody else has been calling you unclean. I'll take you. Because in the new covenant, touching an unclean thing, and, uh, in the old covenant, an, old, an unclean thing touches a clean thing and makes a clean thing unclean. But under the new covenant, the clean thing touches the unclean thing, and the unclean thing becomes clean. So Jesus, listen, Jesus says this, beloved daughter, you're clean, you're mine, you belong. I'm not sending you outside of the d- city, I'm bringing you in. Identity, this is what we get. We get belonging, identity. Your faith in me has released your healing. What is that? We get wholeness. So when we come to Jesus, we get identity. Beloved daughter, beloved son, you're mine. We get wholeness. And number three, we get peace. Peace. We get peace. Now, when we talk about peace, I'm not saying that when you go home today, that, that there won't be any struggles, that there won't be, you know, that there's going to be rainbows and, you know, you're going to walk in the door and there's going to be a rainbow and a little guy with a pot of gold and, you know, like he's riding a unicorn. I'm not saying that that's, that, that's, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is no matter how dark it gets or how hard it is on Monday, because tomorrow, Monday's coming, but when you walk through Monday with the confidence because you have peace, why do you have peace? Because you have him. And when you have him, you have peace. Second Corinthians chapter five, last verse. Listen, he died for everyone. Everybody say he died for me. Do you know that? He died for you. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we've stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. How differently we know him now. I think this woman had known Jesus as a healer for a long time. But at that moment when Jesus said, will you come clean? She says, I know you in a different way now. Because now I'm identifying myself with you how differently we know him now. That means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone. The new life has begun. The new life is here now. This is a new life for you. You're sick of your life. You're sick of your issues. There's a life for you. I'm going to ask the ministry team to come forward. There is a life for you today, but it will, listen, beloved, it will not be attained in the convenience of your own house saying that you can't commit to the lord but listen eventually you're going to need to leave your comfort eventually you're going to need to press through the crowd and express some faith but more importantly is this you just need to come clean you just need to come to jesus and say you know what here i am the one that you touched and some of you the lord touched you today didn't he maybe he touched you during worship or when somebody got baptized but that's not enough I'm glad that the Lord touched you, but he doesn't want to just touch you today. He wants to know you. He wants to be in relationship with you.